Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is a special episode of Life Too Seriously. It it counts as one, but it doesn't count. It was supposed to count. Um, but, well, let me explain. So, since the beginning of time... No. Um, since the beginning of doing this, uh, one of the people I wanted to interview slash talk to the most was my friend Greg, whom I bring up often on the show. And uh, we finally found some time to do it in this crazy uh, quarantine coronavirus world that we live in. And in the process of doing it, uh, while the conversation at points was good and quality, we had the executive decision, mostly me, being that it's my show, uh, decided that we could do better and you guys deserve better um, as far as an interview. But with that said, I didn't want to have this all go to waste and have us done nothing. Um, it, 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 it just felt like more of a catch-up time um, than a full-on interview and um, something I respect a great deal about for Greg is that he's the first person to tell me um, his opinion on something as far as if it's not working or um, how to fix it or something like that. So uh, we will record a newer episode some point in the future um, where I will conduct more of an interview type of situation for it. Um, but in the meantime, we figured, or I figured, I might as well at least put this up and I'll count it as something else, kind of as a joke, because um, we're known to uh, talk a lot. Um, and uh, so that's why it's called what it's called for this episode and this episode only. Um, I even made just like a temporary fake um, cover art for it. Um, but yeah, it's just for this episode um, and back to your regularly regularly ooh, scheduled program on the next one, um, which now that we're in this coronavirus situation, all that stuff, I mean, I'm, I'm still able to go to work, which is good for now. Uh, good and bad. Uh, good because still get paid and bad because then I'm more at risk to be exposed to it. But so far, so good. Knock on wood. Um, but we, I am going to try through the power of Zoom or Skype or something like that, maybe try to set up a few other um, interviews or episodes or something like that to pass the time to uh, fill your ear holes with content. You're welcome. Um, what else to say? I hope everybody out there is staying clean and staying home if they can afford to and are instructed to. Um, and if you're deemed non-essential, you can take that how you want. Uh, and hopefully you're washing your hands and staying clean and keeping up on your vitamins and all that good stuff. It's, it's a, it's a little scary out there because it's so 
new and unsure and you know i was just talking to people at work today about it and saying that like the crazy thing is how we could have it now today and not even realize for another few days and then how many people you're interacting with um, which is why they wanted us to stay home if you can um, but for some reason not for some reason but i should say uh we were deemed essential so get to keep on working until they tell us otherwise and uh that's it that's all i got um this is a good ish episode like i said it has good moments um but there is better to come just like in our world today it's okay it's not the worst we've had worse we will have worse, but there's better to come. So uh, we're in this together, as they keep saying, and uh, we will uh, we will overcome. We will do it. Um, but uh, we just got to stay home, stay clean, and uh, stay six feet away, folks. Social distancing. It's for a reason. I know it's tough. I know it's uh, hard to not be able to socialize the way we did, but uh, luckily... We're in a modern age where there are plenty of alternatives to keep us occupied in the meantime. So without further ado, here is the episode. I hope you enjoy it. Stay safe, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Peace. How are you? I'm good. I'm trying to connect my phone to the phone charger. I found this phone stand at my parents' house this weekend. Oh, how fun. And it's got like a little hole. You put the charging cable in, and it mounts like that, and there you go. I'm trying to even see if your end's recording. But you said you're recording on your side? I am recording on my side. Great. So I'm going to have to do some splicing and dicing. Splicing and dicing, put on those single band compressors and yes. work out the ratios and the DSers and whatever. That's right, the reverb and, and the, there we go, face whole screen. Yeah, I've, I've watched a couple of YouTube videos in my day. Me too, just recently actually. <laughs> <laughs> as, as I've never recorded an audition before, so it was like, I don't even, like, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I tried doing like a multi-track session, but that wasn't working out. So I did like a single audio file session. So this is just um, like a one-track audio file. So hopefully it's it works out. Yeah, I think it should be fine. Cool. Yes. So uh, <laughs> how, how you uh, how are you guys holding up with the quarantine? Uh, we're doing okay. Um, we just uh, went to my parents' house on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just got back today. Um, so we spent some time with them, which was nice. And um, my brother and sister and played a lot of games, played Monopoly for like the first time, in the Yahtzee like the first time in years. Um, played Pinochle, which is like an old person's card game. Mm-hmm. I'm um, familiar. That my, yeah, my family plays every like, ho- like family get together holiday. Like that's the game we play. Right. And I got Taylor on it. Um, so we played that and, uh, we got home today cause 
Maryland's governor said that at 8 p.m. tonight's the start of the uh, the, the stay-at-home policy that every other state's doing. Right. Um, so we got we got to deal with that. Yeah, it's what you guys. We're um, we're good. I'm gonna put my glasses on too. Um, <laughs> we uh, prescription. Uh, somewhat. Yeah, very very weak prescription, mostly for the tint. Oh yeah, I got I got a pair like that too. I just got it, it, it their prescription, but they also come with the blue light tint too, and it's uh, they're great. It, I, I don't get as many uh, eye aches as I used to, which is great. Yeah, for sure. Um, to answer your question, they um, they've been good because. Um, my mom works in a school, so she like Taylor, so she's been pretty, you know, like, you know, they do little bits here and there, but it's not a lot mm-hmm. they can do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then my dad had a cold. We thought we were, obviously we were hoping it wasn't, and it wasn't the virus, but he had a little bit of a, um, close call, I guess you could say he had fever and whatever a couple of weeks ago. And then, so they kind of like kept him home to like make sure and within three days, he was fine and everything. It was all good. But uh, yeah, so he's been home. He go back. He goes back Wednesday. But I'm the only one that's actually like I still going out for work. Wow. Yeah. They deemed us essential. I uh-huh. don't know if I agree, but I'll take the money. <laughs> so, yeah, really. What's Kyle up to? Well, so Kyle is I mean, his senior year is pretty much done. There's nothing he, he only, can. Re- he only had like one class too that he went to like three times or something like that. Yes. Um, yeah. Basically, he he had just that one, and and they told him like, you know, you shot more than one person's thing, you're more than good. Like you're good to go. Mm-hmm. So he was like, yeah, I guess my senior year is over, <laughs> and it's March. You know, it's kind of yeah unfortunate, but it is what it's it is. Pretty, yeah. yeah, I know. Zach's like. So broken up. <laughs> he's out in school, and then he you know, gets his graduation ceremony. He's he's very broken up about it. But I, sh- I shouldn't joke about that, right? Because there's because there are some people who actually are very sad about that. Well, I, I, to be honest, I think I would be. Um, in all fairness, because you know you're only going to do it once in theory, and mm-hmm. uh, you know you want to you want to finish it out. I mean, you spent this much time and now to to be this close to the end and then they go oh sorry you know it's, mm-hmm. i don't know i i feel like i would always feel incomplete even though i got the certificate and everything yeah yeah you i know? understand that i i think um i think that I, I i think for people like that and like the other part i understand for it is the um the people who are like first generation college students mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big deal that's sure. a really big deal sure um, so I totally understand that, and those and those who have like worked, you know, harder than, you know, mo- most people for sure. But um, I don't know. I, I thought. Uh, I mean, the, the college graduation process is it's like a it's like a show pony show where like you, you get lined up, and then you go out there and you strut your stuff for like five seconds, mm-hmm. and you sit there waiting. And other than that, like, that's it. So I don't know. That, 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 that's just my opinion on it. I don't. I don't know if so much I meant the like graduation. I think I just meant the entire like. Oh, college. semester for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I I definitely get that. No, I mean we wouldn't have. You know, would we be in our? I mean, we we had a, a an apartment, so we were, I guess we would have been fine, or maybe we would have gone home. I don't know. Well, but Kyle's home, so no, he's not home. I thought he was. He was home for a period of time, right? He was for a few days, and then he was like. You know, I can't do anything here. I can't do anything 
in the, at the apartment. I might as well go back to the apartment since we're paying for it. Uh huh. So that's what he did, and he's back with his roommates and and stuff like right. that. But all his jobs got canceled, like everything. He literally does nothing. He can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, um, gotcha. Yeah, for like I said, I because I go out for work every day, like normal, and like nothing's changed as far as that. Mm-hmm. I almost forget during the day that it's happening because. Right. I've still pretty much living my normal life other than, mm-hmm. you know, I got used to going to the gym after work. Now I can't do that. So like that's changed. Mm. Right. But you know, so it's, 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 it's been weird for sure. Yeah. The only but. time I really go out is to walk Andy. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Other than that, like I don't really go out. I had to go out Thursday morning because my dad ordered a bunch of wine for the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to pick it up at a UPS location because for some reason with like Pennsylvania liquor laws or pricing or whatever, they couldn't ship these boxes from New Mexico to Pennsylvania. Okay. They could ship it to Maryland. Um, so I had to pick it up at like a UPS location and that was like my first time like really being out and like super conscious of like germs. Mm-hmm. Like they gave me a cart to move all the boxes into my car and I brought the cart back and they had a hand sanitizing station. I like pumped it like five times and make sure I rub my hands good and, uh, but I, and then I went to the grocery store in Harrisburg yesterday, and it, it like I've never seen my hometown like that desolate before. Like, mm. It was very weird, just like going out to like a grocery store that is no, any time of day is like packed, and it just wasn't. Uh, it was very weird. It was very very weird. Yeah, I know. I uh, it, it's been kind of ghostly too, and I mean, kind of like you said before, not to like make a joke about it but it's been nice traffic wise coming and going from work especially because i'm going towards a spot that's pretty close to the outskirts of the city of new york city so by that point especially the time of day that i'm leaving in the afternoon it gets bumper to bumpery and shit like that mm-hmm. and it hasn't been like that it's been like weird it's like driving on a sunday type of thing like any time yeah. of the day that's what my dad said he said that's what it was like when he was growing up, when, like, things were actually, like, nothing was open on Sundays except for, like, gas stations. Right. Um, and then, obviously, time went on, but he said that this is exactly how my town was growing up on Sundays. Like, it was it was just this empty all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is definitely spooky, and I feel mm-hmm. bad, especially for, like, these restaurants who, you know, I mean, I guess they can still get to do takeout, at least here in Jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how it is in Maryland, but, um, you know, it's obviously not enough, especially when you're considering you have to pay. I mean, they're not full staffed, but they're still paying employees at least right. one or two at a time to do answer, you know, answer the phone. So we've been trying to, like, do takeout and stuff here and there a couple times just to help out some of the local places and stuff. But I don't know. I guess they're just doing OK for now. Yeah, the um, the one Mexican restaurant we like over here, Mezcal. Mm-hmm. Um, they were on DoorDash last week, or I guess the past two weeks, mm-hmm. uh, and we didn't take advantage of it. And then this week, they're not on anything. It's never like crap. We should have probably taken advantage of that great food while we had the opportunity to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we, yeah, we did DoorDash once for Chinese food, and it said like China Walk, but if you like t- type in China Walk in like Apple Maps, it's not the same address that's on DoorDash. So we're like, all right, I, I guess this place exists. Um, and then we got the food and honestly it looked like Panda Express, 
like I, I normally get orange chicken, mm-hmm. and it was very small. I bite-sized chickens only. If you get orange chicken from a decent Chinese restaurant, they're well-sized chickens, but these ones were like very bite-sized. Yeah. So it was like, all right, whatever, and it was delicious, and we got two meals out of it, so I can't complain. Yeah, well, wherever you got your mystery Chinese food, I guess wasn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mystery Chinese food. Yeah. Oh, You're right. <laughs> um, so what? I mean, what? What kind of fills your day? You just watching stuff? Are you doing any like editing or? Um. So I was doing some editing when I got back. Um. There was a. I had a wedding video due. Uh, second week of March. Uh, or third week of March is the twenty first. Um, from a wedding I did from a, uh, in Delaware. It was, uh, it was a really beautiful spot. It was, like, right along the water. This, like, big tanker boat, like, came through in mm-hmm. the channel right by it. I was like, oh, this is great. I was, like, I was just about to land my drone, and then that walked by. I was like, Go, bring it back up, bring it back up, send it, send it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, so I just edited that, um, and then for uh, this football documentary, uh, uh, I'm myself and uh, the assistant director's name is Brian Hollenbeck. Uh, we're editing just football highlights from that season because we have all this. We still have that footage, mm-hmm. and we we guys still uh, keep people interested in it. So we're just cutting like game and player highlights. Um, so there's some of that, but most of the time it's just watching something on Netflix or Hulu or reading or just playing with Andy. Yeah, I um, I brought your book with me to work. <clears throat> yeah, and I haven't gotten as far into it as I'd like, but I do have it with me that like if I have a down moment or at lunch or something like that, I like to try to um, read. It is a quick read. I'll give you that. Um, it's very quick. Yeah, especially because it's almost all dialogue. Like I normally don't read the introduction. <laughs> I happen to, mm-hmm. so it was kind of cool to get a little insight about it. And uh, like I didn't know. Like like I said, I've seen the movie and I had a. I should have. I didn't figured, know there was a movie. Yeah, it's worth checking out. I, I'll probably watch it again when I finish the book. Mm-hmm. But um, I never, I didn't know it was a book. Like I thought it was just they made it up as a movie or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's nice to. I, I want to see if I like pick, remember the plots or how different it is and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, I, so I listen to this podcast. It's called the Justinick and Rosenthal Vanity Project. I've heard of that. Um, yeah. Which is hosted by Anthony Justinick. Uh, world famous comedian and then Greg Rosenthal who's a NFL.com analyst okay uh, writer and they like went to Tulane University in Louisiana together so they're longtime best friends so it's it's, a, it's like weird uh, with the lines of work but uh, Anthony recommended uh, the Friends of Eddie Coyle book because uh, they did like a recommendation thing at the end of each episode it's almost all books so I just have this entire Amazon wish list of books uh, so every like birthday or Christmas, and it was like, oh, we, like what do you want? I was like, here's a book. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll just take that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so I got that. Yeah. And I, it, it, I don't, I don't like reading introductions either. Like, I, I just got this like collections of Walt Whitman poems. Mm-hmm. Um. And that the introduction was like thirty pages. Right. It's like, how is this? <laughs> like, are you trying to keep me interested? Are you trying to like make me not read this book? Right. 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 Or maybe read these poems. So, like, I'm always I'm always weary of introductions, but that that one was like that was the, one of the greatest sales pitches of a book 
I've 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 ever read ever read. It's like uh, it's like this is the greatest dialogue book that you've ever will ever or have ever read in your entire life. It's like oh okay, like I'm all right. Let's go, let's go. Yeah. But no, with with the dialogue, like it's it's the most. It's one of the more naturally written dialogue books um, I've experienced um, in my very short time of um, re- recurring reading. Mm-hmm. Um, like with the, the way it's written, that you can actually just picture somebody saying those exact words and like, oh yeah, like this doesn't sound like somebody's in somebody's head. Like this, this, this actually sounds like somebody talking. Yeah, it makes me wonder um, because I agree with you. It almost makes me wonder if. He had people like say the stuff and he kind of just like transcribed it as is. I don't know if that makes sense. Like he kind of or maybe wrote it as like a screenplay first to get it as dialogue and then put it back to a book. I don't know. Like it just seems because it seems so different as a mm-hmm. book and how it reads as, you know, like I could tell right. who's talking or whatever and, mm-hmm. and everything. I don't know. No, I mean, it, 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 it's 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 very well written, and he he has like a. I mean, if you if you look at the the beginning of the book, he has a huge uh, library. Yeah. Of things of things he's written, so I'm definitely interested in, in uh, checking those out down the line for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll let you know though. Like I said, it's it's probably going to be a long process because anytime <laughs> I'm reading, it's like even a pamphlet, it takes me forever. So, yeah. um, but I do want to read it. it, it it's uh. It's at the top of my list for sure. But I, I'm the same way. I, I'm like, I got to get back or not back into I got to get into reading. And I keep saying it and I'm great at starting books and I'm not great at finishing books um, yeah. among many things. But um, yeah, I, I, and I go because I, I keep going back and forth on what I like, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but mm-hmm. um, I just need to like hone in. And so like the fact that you sent me one is like, OK, I'm going to read this because somebody sent it to me. Uh-huh. This is the one, you know, and it's easier than me being like, where do I start? You know? Right. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not the best reader either. I'm, 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 I'm still trying to have more of a routine with it. I, I set a, a goal this year, mm-hmm. uh, 20 books. Cause I figured if I set a goal, uh, I'm competitive enough to want to reach it. Okay. Um, and right now we're at the end of March and I'm already six books in, which is, I think obviously ahead of schedule. If yeah. You average it out. Right. Um, but no, it, it, I, the books I'm reading, some of them are like sports books that I'm just like interested in football or whatever sport. So mm-hmm. I'll read that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got a lot of them from this, from this podcast and just like, all right, like you, I, I like what you guys, I like your podcast. I like the work that you do outside your podcast. Like I, I, I'm sure I like these books and I've been fortunate enough to like every book they've recommended so far. Um, I still have a couple more I got from the holidays. I got to knock down. Um, the the one I'm reading next, though, and it's only because I've, I haven't done it in so long, is Sidfield's screenplay. Mm-hmm. Because I have not written in script format since college. Oh, yeah? Really? So about, yeah, I guess like three years. Mm-hmm. Um, two and a half years, whatever. So I'm trying to, like, remember, because I, I, I started to try and write one uh, I think I told you about this mm-hmm. and um, I'm like putting in all the details and the shots and reading this like this just looks like it's awful to read. Like, like anybody who I would show this to like we would just not enjoy the way this is formatted right now. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I got to go back to the drawing board and found the book in a 
tub underneath a coffee table underneath a box of comic books um, and found uh, that screenplay. So I'll I'm getting back into that uh, shortly. Yeah, I um, I I mean, I wrote a few screenplays in the last few months. I mean, short, you know, little projects, but. I definitely could probably. I actually added the book once you reminded me of it because I don't own it. Um, I added it to my Amazon list, and I probably would have the book already. But with the whole state of the universe, whatever, right now, yeah, I'm for sure. I have to wait. But I do want to take a look at it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I definitely enjoy reading. I mean, uh, writing, but it's such a daunting. Um, what do you call it? Like endeavor because. The whole time, at least for me, I'm just sitting there going like, this is stupid. This is stupid. Why am I still writing this like kind of thing? And the whole time, I'm because I'm thinking about like, all right, who am I going to send it to? I'm going to send it to Greg. I'm going to send it to Patrick. I'm going to send it whatever. And then I'm like, well, they're going to think it's stupid because I think it's stupid, <laughs> you know, and whatever. And like you get you start mm-hmm. psyching yourself out a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Andy Grammer on his Instagram posted like the process of an artist mm-hmm. and I don't remember exactly what it was. It was like, start it, hit yourself, keep pushing through, hit yourself a little bit more, and then hopefully by the end you'll have like a piece of art. Right. Uh, But like the whole like hate yourself part is like so true um, when you're trying to create something, whether it's writing something or like editing something or you're just like, this is crap. I can't believe I'm if if you're you're able to get paid. I can't believe I'm going to pay to do this. Like, I, I can't, I can't believe they're paying me to do this. I should be fired right away. This is absolute garbage. Uh, and then by the end of it, you're like, yeah, okay. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, I I felt a lot better writing this more recent one, the Safeguard one, than the Life Undefined one. Because, mm-hmm. one, the other one was way more personal. And this mm-hmm. one, it was so mapped out as because we, me and the other guys, like, wrote out basically an outline. So mm-hmm. all I was doing was basically putting it into a script format and adding dialogue. So it was already mm-hmm. kind of like that much farther along. Mm-hmm. So it was a little easier. But yeah, no, I'm always just like, ugh. Like, and then I just want to get to the end. I want to get it done so that it's like I can print it out and have it ready to go and show people. And because I, I, I want to <laughs> just get over that hump and like, you know, fast forward yeah. to it. But it, it, you can't. That's so important not to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and I mean, that's a... That, that, that's, a, that's a spot where a lot of people can't even make it to in some instances. Mm-hmm. Like I have, uh, I have this like good feature film idea, uh, in college, shortly after college that like got to maybe the first act. And I don't think I've touched it since just because like, I, I got to the point where I was like, I, I just can't, I, don't, I didn't want to commit to it. I couldn't commit to it, whatever you want to say. But, yeah, some people don't even get to that point. So the fact that you're able to just get something done, the quality of it is what it is. Most of the time when I write, it's a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just getting over that hump of when it's, like, done, you just it, it's such a huge weight off your shoulders. And yeah, then absolutely. you show it to people and they crush your dreams a little bit more. <laughs> and then and then you go back to the, to the drawing board and... and, and make those critiques uh and uh hopefully by the end you have something that you're proud of well yeah and that's what i told them um when i showed them the first draft i wrote the first and second draft within three days but um not again that that makes it sound like it was a big thing and it wasn't but Mm -hmm. um but when i 
wrote it, I it, I told them I was like, tear this thing apart. I don't care because I want it. I believe in the idea so much and like the idea mm-hmm. so much that I would. I don't care if we don't use a single line of what I just wrote, as long mm-hmm. as it you know becomes the best story it can or whatever. So um, mm-hmm. we, for the most part, kept it what it was i mean we made some changes like for example that i sent you the first draft right i think i don't know what draft you sent me okay you i sent think me a draft i'm okay. not sure what draft it was okay i think it's the first one and in the first one it's a husband and wife in the story okay. and we we i whatever quickly realized that i think it'd be more interesting if it was a it was a father and daughter story mm. and they were playing into like okay, well, there's a father and a daughter or where's the mom and like kind of thing. And so it became a little bit more, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it, but it became a little more heartfelt and a little more, uh, what's the word that Chris used? Um, I can't think of the word, but, uh, just like really a little bit more emotionally driven than it being a husband and wife, newlywed type of thing. Mm. So, um, that was kind of cool. Yeah. You sent me the husband and wife one. So I, I think that, I think that definitely makes the dynamic, uh, a little more interesting, especially with the mom not being in the picture. Right. I'll send you it when we're done and you can see what you think. But um, at this point, that's the draft we're kind of going with. I mean, it'll evolve okay. more, but we're kind of taking it as gospel right now to kind of start developing mm-hmm. and get what we need. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, we don't have to linger on projects the whole time. I know you mentioned to me a while <laughs> back that you didn't want to talk about projects the whole time. So we won't. Well, I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, current projects are different, but like I want to do what you and Patrick did, which is reminisce about all of the things we did in college, because although right. they're great, I've, we've had that conversation about a thousand times now. I know, I know. <laughs> I agree, I agree. Um, yeah, and then, well, I'll, last thing I'll say is, besides Safeguard, we're also trying to be a little bit more um, accommodating or helpful to other people and not just help ourselves Mm -hmm. and so i pitched them the idea of reaching out to people that i know who i think are talented people um, but maybe just need an extra hand you know in things in different levels and um one of them is seth you know and i thought Mm -hmm. he he's one that i watched his 72 hour film fest submission and i thought it was great and i thought um I think we would make a good collaboration. So I reached out to him and then another friend, Anthony, who I thought has great ideas and just, again, kind of just needed a, a little guy to hand. And I'm not an expert by any means, but I think it'd be nice to let somebody like, let's uh, let us just kind of focus on the businessy part of it and just getting you what you need for your project. Sure. And you worry about the pro, you know, the story and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So, so what, what exactly are you, like proposing to these people, like are, are you doing more of like the businessy type services? Are you saying like, oh, you do this really well. We know somebody who does this other thing really well that can help you out to like finish your like project. Like it's, it's like a shooter or an editor like type thing. So essentially, we're acting as production company, right? We're producers, mm-hmm. and we're coming to them and saying, I'll use Anthony for example. I say, I'll say, Anthony, I think you have great stories. You have a, a great mind for stories. But, you know, you may, it looks like you can use some more help with a crew. I can help mm. you with that. I can get you an editor. I can get you a cinematographer. I can get you a, a, a composer or whatever. You just focus on writing and directing 
and we'll help mm. you with everything else. Right. Cool. So uh, yeah. I, I, I like to say I'm like we're like Jason Blum of Blum House where, you know, uh, any any producer really um, mm. and just trying to make good projects. But that doesn't mean it always has to come from me or from one mm-hmm. of the other two or whatever, because something I want, I, I kind of want to, not that I've been doing it that long, but I kind of already want to take a break from directing and like, again, help somebody else out. Cause I get such a kick out of um, seeing somebody else's project, you know, come to fruition. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. That's really wh- cool. Which is why I was very interested in helping on your uh, doc any way I can, because I, I think mm-hmm. it's a good idea. And I think, um, you know, again, any, any, any help I can be is, you know, nice for me. Yeah, well, the, the the problem that we're running into right now is that we were going to have another big push of um, crowdfunding, not necessarily on a platform, but like we had a website. I got that square. Uh, the swipey payment. thing. Yeah, the swipey thing. Uh-huh. Um, but you can also, but you also put that online as well. And okay. People could conti- continue to contribute, and we had the perks, and you said make the contribution for this perk, and we'll set you up. Um, and we were going to reach out to the local news stations. I was going to get some spots, on, try and get some spots on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is now, in my opinion, um, shitty to ask people for money at this mm-hmm. point in uh, our existence. Yes. Um, so with that, everything's just kind of. Uh, on hold as far as uh, the, the the continued crowdfunding. Right. But like I said, we're still editing videos and trying to make something out of nothing right now. Um, and hopefully, you know, we're able to all figure this out. Um, and the powers that be are able to figure it out. And one, people can obviously get back um, to their normal lives and, you know, earn their normal incomes and, and, and uh, get back to a state that is not this and with that hopefully we're able to continue to uh get the funds that we need to make this pro- uh project happen yeah the um i'm sure so chris and liz are basically my producing partners they're, they're chris did the score on it and uh mm-hmm. as you know and liz is his girlfriend and stuff and um we're, we've just been kind of trying to build up toby moon productions and stuff because liz um is kind of like a whiz with that kind of stuff. She's been doing a business plan for us and like mm-hmm. all kinds of good stuff. Um, she went to school for like event planning and like, mm. but, but like on a creative level, as far as like, she works for like a theater company out in uh, Manhattan mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, I kind of stepped in shit with those guys are, they've been great so far, but um what do you call it? We are just always interested in trying to develop stuff. And to your point, you know, we obviously know we can't be asking people for money and we didn't really plan on crowdfunding anyway. We were going to do kind of what I did with Life Undefined and put up X amount, all of us, and try to then say, I mean, we might crowdfund, but it might be for like three to 500 bucks, like nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Or we might look into try to do um, patron or something of that caliber, like more, mm-hmm. f- more investors than donations. Mm hmm. Um, so we'll see, we're, we're in the process of doing that and pretty much we're doing anything we can as far as online stuff, you know, like we can't do our test shoot that we wanted to do. We can't do, you know, any, I mean, we, I guess we could cast, but we wanted to do the test shoot first. Um, you know, so we're, we're, we're still working like you guys are as much as we can, but it, it's definitely, um, strange and different and stinks that 
it happened this way, but yeah, for sure. I mean, I was also going to do, um, uh, a little documentary about the, the annual fishing trip I go on, mm-hmm. but that trip's probably not going to happen. Oh yeah. Um, and if it, if it does, it's not going to be the same. Like it might just be my immediate family goes up, mm. but like my grandfather is definitely not going. I'm not sure if my uncle will go. I'm not sure if all of his friends will go. Right. Cause it's, a, cause it's about, I'd say it's, a, it's about 10 guys who go up, mm-hmm. which is just at the, the level. Right. Right. But I mean, the, the, the town that we do this in cross fork, the population is 36 people. Oh, wow. And my mom went up there the other week to like start cleaning the cabins and everything. And there's two main restaurants on main street. There's Debs and Jeff's Debs was totally closed and Jeff's was just doing takeout. Mm. There's only 36 people. Like nobody come. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> the fact that it's, all this is affecting that small of a town. is just, it's just crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird to think about that kind of stuff. Cause like a city, a ki- I hate, this sounds so awful, but you kind of make sense in a city because especially like in new york or like on a coast because people come from all over and whatever so it makes sense that they would have a lot of these cases but then Mm -hmm. when you you think about these like little town usa kind of things and how they could be affected and you know or or not even that but like they are now you know they get sick or whatever the closest hospital's 30 plus minutes away or 45 Mm -hmm. to an hour and it's like well now you're screwed or what I mean, maybe not screwed, but it's certainly right. Exactly. The, the, the closest hospital that small town's like an hour away. Yeah. So they pretty much have to lock their doors and not come out until uh, long after they say it's okay. Right. But uh, yeah, I exactly. I, I think it's. Um, I mean, I, well, let me ask you. So, did you guys get any update about your wedding or no? So we're supposed to hear from the venue mid-April. Okay. Mid-late April. Okay. And basically what they decide that they're doing is going to dictate what we're able to do. So if they're, you know, they're saying we expect to be good by June, um, then when when are they still going to go on? Mm -hmm. Um, Just because we've, if, if they're open... To be able to reschedule just doesn't uh, probably isn't going to be available to us. Um, and we'll invite people and those who come, come and those who don't, don't. And we'll totally understand given the circumstances. Like, I don't even know if I want my grandparents to be there, which sucks yeah. because they're in their late 80s. Mm-hmm. This, along with my cousin's wedding next year, might be the last wedding they'll be to in the family. Mm. Um. So that sucks. That part sucks a lot. And Taylor's grandmother, too, you know, obviously wanting her to be there as well. Um, Taylor being an only child and all. Right. And, um, but if they say we can't do it, uh, it's, it's still not safe, we're, we're, it's a liability for us to do it, then we got to think of another time to do it, whether it's uh, in the fall, uh, winter, or sometime next year whether it is on a Friday or a Sunday, depending on availability, mm-hmm. whether our, our same photographer is, or, you know, caterer or videographer, whatever, still available. Yeah, right. Um, you know, we got to we gotta make sure all those people are available too because, I mean, we love our photographer, Landon. Uh, he's great. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, we definitely we definitely want him to be there. So we got hopefully we can work with him to make sure he can be there. Um, so I'm I'm not freaking out yet because nothing's happened mm-hmm. officially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm still I'm still business as usual with that. Um, but I know like Taylor's bridal shower is already getting pushed back. When we send out our wedding invitations, are getting pushed back. So some of it has affected me a little bit, but I, I won't start to to really ha- uh, feel a certain type of way about it until something actually happens with the venue. Yeah. Yeah, my cousin, uh, the one that was supposed to get married in April, hers got moved. I mean, it was supposed mm-hmm. to be the 11th of April, so pretty cl- pretty soon. And mm-hmm. they moved theirs till July uh, mm-hmm. the 16th. I think it's a Thursday. Okay. And that was just when they, it was either that, December, or they had to wait till next year or something like that. Those are like right. their options. And uh, we're not sure, though, if she's still getting married on the 11th of April, like a courthouse type of thing. And mm-hmm. then they'll have a party on the 16th yeah. or if everything's moved to the 16th. I'm thinking it's the latter, but I'm not sure. Yeah, we, we've we've th- had that idea too like we could still get married but like just have like the big party later not sure if we'd want to do that because we've already bought you know everything for the ceremony basically mm-hmm. the other part that sucks too is like all the all the color schemes uh all the bridesmaid dresses are summer colors mm. so if, if we had to do it like another month you know if, we, if you know the the dress place would be you know Understanding and that you know our whole wedding got moved. We had we we had to you know, pick the soonest date, which was in, let's say October. Right. Um, hopefully they'd be understanding that. Oh yeah, like we'll take these dresses back and you can pick these new colors, like no problem. I'm sure they uh, would. Or if not, then it's like, well, shoot, do we push it back to July or August if we can, or early September, or do we wait? And uh, I already get a bunch of crap because I decided I wanted to wait uh, two years until we got married. And my grandfather is every time I talked to him the past like three weeks, I was like, see, I told you you should have gotten married last year. It's <laughs> so like, thanks, Pappy. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. <laughs> Glad you're doing well. Stay inside. Oh, so you would have he wanted you to do only one year. He was joking. That yeah, you wanted, he, he wanted okay. us to get married last year, as did Taylor. Taylor was also a fan of, of of just waiting a year. But I thought if we waited two, we'd be able to get the the venues and the and the vendors and that we all wanted. And we basically have. There hasn't been. We haven't had to you know take a second option for a certain service. Right. Um, so we're fortunate in that sense. But now with all this stuff going on. Well, and 2020 was just sounds has a nicer ring to it than 2019. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've I thought I, June 2020 sounded like a great day, but uh, you know, well, uh, right. Like I said, right now it's business as usual, but uh, we're still holding on hope. That's for sure. Well, October 8th, 2022, I have a wedding to go to. Um, oh, okay. So I'm not I'm not free <laughs> then. But otherwise, I'm pretty open. So All right, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Well, and and same another thing for in June is our our film um, got selected for the for the Jersey Shore Film Fest at the end of June, as I as you mm-hmm. told, I told you. So I'm waiting to see if they move that um, it hasn't yet, which is good, I guess, because I do want to mm-hmm. go, but they haven't. They haven't moved or canceled it yet, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the way I'm, sh- I'm sure a lot of these other film fests too, or their their operations are probably put on hold for the time being. Mm-hmm. Um, with all these other ones that we're waiting for, so. Yeah, one. Um, I'm waiting to hear if we got in because they kind of delayed the announcement or whatever. Um, 
already got moved to November. It was supposed to be in like May or something like that. But uh, I I guess moving it is fine. But I just couldn't believe something as big as South by Southwest just canceled. Like completely, which right. is like, nope, not happening. Yeah. I was surprised. I mean, I mean, I mean it's, so, it's so many people in, in, in a big city. Um, well, I guess. No, I understand. Medium, I understand why. City. But I meant like, I'm surprised they didn't try to move it. But I guess because they're one of the big ones and there's such a calendared layout of like when all these happen, kind of like award shows that right. they probably just couldn't move it anywhere else, you know? Right. So, yeah, that's fair. But now you have all these movies that we're hoping to try to get I know. bought, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, movies that are trying to get bought for sure, but like all these movies that had all these theatrical releases are now going on on demand and Amazon prime. That too. Like, yeah. That sucks. Like that sucks a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what's interesting is I, th- or I thought it was interesting anyway, like something like invisible man, they're not, when you pay the $20, you're it's to rent it's just to rent yeah you're not yeah, buying it. i don't get that because they're thinking twenty dollars is what you would pay for a movie ticket so and you're kind of like you're renting it at a movie theater right you're just going and you're walking out and you're not owning yeah. it so i in a way i get it but i'm like twenty dollars i don't pay twenty dollars anymore for a movie right, ticket exactly so i guess you're hoping that you're having multiple well even taylor and i were like we're not justifying twenty dollars just to rent this movie like we watched the ben affleck the new ben affleck movie the way back uh-huh and that was like twenty one dollars to buy and it was me, my parents, Taylor, and Faith. Like, yeah, sure. Like, I guess that makes sense. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah. But even that's, like, a stretch. But uh, maybe because it's new. I don't know. But, yeah, The Invisible Man, like, $20 to rent is absolutely not worth it. I've also heard it's not even that good. Yeah. I, I've <laughs> been hearing mixed things and stuff. I do want to check it out. And if it was, like, six ninety nine to rent and whatever, I've been like, all oh, right. for sure. You know, I would have done it, but. Yeah, I, I, I definitely would have considered that, but the the twenty dollars is just ridiculous. We did rent Knives Out. That's a good one. It was pretty good. It, it didn't go exactly how I thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. I thought it was I was thought it was very much going to be like uh, what was that book we read in grade school? Like Ten and little the, Indians, twelve little Indians. And then there were none. Yeah, and then there were none. That's right. Yeah. Um, I thought it was be more like that. Yeah, like, right. Like very like to to script with that, but it was a lot more um, windy. Than I thought well, that, it was going to be. I think that was kind of the point. Is he wanted to subvert that expectation because he said it's like a Agatha Christie, which who wrote that, uh, and then there were none, and that's where it is, where it's just like they're trying to solve the murder and then they retell it at right. the end. But he kind of tells you. I won't spoil it for anyone that listens that wants to hear it, but. He kind of tells you who it is pretty or or at least he tells you the main suspect that they have didn't do it pretty early on. And then it's more just like, okay, well, who else could it be then kind of thing? So I thought that was interesting that he played it that way. Right. I don't know if I was like. I don't know if I was that like surprised of like who they decided did it. Right. I wasn't either. It was it wasn't like a shocking Reveal. It was just like, oh, it was him or her. Right. Cool. Right. But so that that was interesting. The whole yeah. I just like I always like those things where they go back and re-explain everything, and you see things mm-hmm. that like, you know, from different point of views and stuff like that. So. Oh yeah. Well, I, I just had I just had Taylor uh, watch the Oceans trilogy last week. Hmm. Not which bad. Which is my favorite heist movie. Interesting. Oceans Eleven. Yeah, that's my favorite heist movie. Which is like a which is like a really specific genre, but I mean, there's so many. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like the way cause I think it's Soderbergh. 
Soderbergh. Yeah, I like the way that it, it it cuts and the flows of sequences and everything, and also just like George Clooney and Brad Pitt to like eight year old me or like ten year old me, it was like the essence of cool at that point. Sure. Um, and that was yeah, that was that was fun. Those was, was good movies. They are fun. I've I've seen the first one plenty of times. I've seen most of the second. I've, I haven't seen the third one yet, which I heard is better than the second. Yeah, the second one's definitely my least favorite. Um, Pacino's in the third one. Ooh, fun. I'll have to check it out. He, he's, he's, the, uh, he's the villain uh, in the third one. Third, third one's good. There's a lot more pieces. The second one's like... I, I didn't remember it when, I, when we watched it again. It, it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a stealing competition that he mm. has to do with some guy who's like the... Um, who was the mentee of the greatest thief ever? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was just it was just very very weird. Like the first one's like casinos, the second one's like this Fabergé egg like thief competition, and the third one's like back to casinos. So obviously the third one they like figured out like what worked for them in the first time right. and went back to the casinos. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I, I mean I like them, and I think it was I like when they have like these all star like ensemble casts and stuff that like too. that. That's that's the other thing. Oh, like uh, that's how I felt about Knives Out. I was like, oh, you got Daniel Craig, you got Chris Evans, you got uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis. Like it's it's already a pretty good cast. Like Keith David. Like it was. Yeah, I'll watch that. That's good. That's fun. Yeah, I'm interested to see. Uh, they're supposed to be doing. An, they're calling it Knives Out too, but it'll be probably something else. But like basically another um, Benoit Blanc mystery. Different cast other than yeah. Daniel Craig, but I yeah. like that. Yeah, da- Daniel Craig's my favorite James Bond. Oh, for sure, mine too. Which, is, which I think for anybody who is older than I don't know twenty eight, uh, maybe thirty, will probably find that offensive. Mm. <laughs> but um, when I saw Casino Royale in that like intro parkour scene, that was like the coolest thing ever. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the uh, I was I was what was I watching? Oh, I was watching one of those stuntman react videos, and they were mm-hmm. saying that it was like what put parkour on the map was that movie for sure. Yeah, well, and the office, what, but that's what yeah I was saying that's what John Krasinski mentions in the office. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's a good one. I Casino Royale I liked, but I didn't like love it, and I now like it way more. Um, Skyfall yeah. is still my favorite, but I think it's just because mostly because the story's great, but I think it's just absolutely stunning to look at because mm-hmm. um, it's shot by Roger Deakins, who's just like the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, yeah, so I just think is and the score like it just all works for me. Right, I watched that at a time where I wasn't the biggest fan of Adele, mm. and I just thought. I think I saw it late too. I'm pretty sure I fell asleep at one point. I think it was just I I I was it was just really long for me. I I just couldn't get into it for some reason. I probably it probably deserves a, a rewatch for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought Spectre was great, and I like how they're kind of continuing it over uh, to this new one, which I hope continues to get pushed back until we can go back to the movie theaters again. Because I will not watch that on demand. Yeah, I think so. With Skyfall, the one other thing I liked about it, too, was I like that they finally show James Bond, like, the as a human, as a person. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, he he's allowed to get hurt. He's allowed to be older. I don't want to say old, but older. And, yeah. like, that's okay. And he could still do his thing in a but slightly different way or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it kind of seems like they're getting back to it with no time to die. 
where he's kind of mm. like retired and kind of right you know there's another double o now which i do find interesting um and i think i'm 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 already smelling um universe already because i'm like yeah we, we've been talking about this since college we have yeah um and especially with the whole like uh the whole like black james bond thing mm-hmm. like he doesn't need to be just do another double o agent right and, ex- and expand the MI6 universe, like we, like we just said. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I hope that continues. And, and it, it honestly makes sense. Like, maybe maybe for a period of time now, we don't need another James Bond. Right. Like, he's not Spider-Man, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so maybe take a break from that and do 004 or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, you could still have, like... Ralph Fiennes as M and like Q and Money Penny, like all those guys be the same just to keep the continuity the sure. same. Absolutely. But then just James Bond retires or he dies. Or I mean, how interesting would it be if Daniel Craig's Bond dies? Because it, it's he said this is it's like my yeah. last one. Like I think it would actually be a pretty good arc, especially because they really connected these for the first time. They're not usually this connected. Right. Um, as you said before, so it would be kind of not that I want him to die, but I think if done well, it it would be kind of justified. Right, for sure. Yeah, I mean the, the character's been played for more than half a century, half a century, fifty, almost sixty years, two okay, years yeah. shy of sixty. So yeah, I I, I agree. It's same thing with uh, Logan's Wolverine, mm-hmm. the, or no, or uh, oh my god actor's name Hugh Jackman Hugh Jackman's Wolverine thank you yes um if you if done well uh I, th- I think you should you should be able to uh put uh kill off the character I, d- I definitely think you could do it I th- I th- and I agree like these ones have been so well connected I think mm-hmm. that you could do it if you really wanted to yeah I'm, I mean I'm not again not saying he has to but mm-hmm. uh, there's plenty of ways where he could just retire like he did or or whatever it is, or they could mm-hmm. let him keep having adventures we just don't see. Um, right. but if if the death is justified, i wouldn't I wouldn't be that mad. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah, I just want to like I said, I just want to see it in theaters. That's all I care about. I agree. There's certain movies that I'm like, yes, still the theaters, and then there's other ones where I'm like, eh, if I see it at home, that's not a big deal. You yeah, know that's uh. Taylor and her mom and I saw Downhill mm. with Will Ferrell and Julie Louise Dreyfus, mm-hmm. and it was it was interesting. It wasn't what I expected, but when somebody asked me like how was it, like I the first thing I thought was like I I probably could have waited until it was on Netflix or Amazon to watch it, right? Which is which is it's, it's such an interesting thing to say about like a movie now. Like mm-hmm. I could have like. Cause I don't know, like I wasn't like that big on like buying DVDs of movies that I saw in theaters, like mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. Like we would just buy the DVDs of movies if I didn't see it in theaters, and like I'd see the movies in theaters I want to see in theaters. But now that like most movies in theaters go like right to a streaming service that you already subscribe for, <clears throat> excuse me, it's already so ready, readily available. Oh my god! Um, sometimes you can just wait until it's on the streaming service and not spend the 14 plus whatever dollars to go see it in theaters 
Right. I, I totally agree. Like mo- pretty much for the most part, like big spectacle things, James Bond, the, the Top Gun, you know, all these bigger mm-hmm. movies that are coming out, especially because mm-hmm. like not even just the screen size, but the whole surround sound, like the whole experience of it. Is Did Top Gun already come out? No, July. As of right now, it's oh, still July. I, 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 I've never seen the first one. <gasps> I know like the kind of like the, the 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 lines and the scenes and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, man, like the sound design of this movie is going to be awesome. Especially <laughs> That's yeah. what I was looking forward to is the sound design. It it makes me wish in a way that the first Top Gun could have came out like <laughs> two years ago or something like that, like around the same time, because mm-hmm. I really wish they could have had it been like the Dolby Atmos 7.1, whatever, or 12.1, yeah. whatever. Because sound is so taken for granted, but hi Taylor. Mm. <laughs> um, and uh, it's like one of those like when it really works, it yeah. it works, you know. And there and like that's the perfect movie to uh, really show it off. Oh, for sure. But you have to watch the first one. It's it's really pretty good. There's All it's right. it's a little dated, and there's a lot of like gay undertones in a way. Mm. Just some mm-hmm. of the things they say, like, you can ride my tail fin anytime and like stuff like that. Right. But it's just so like quality 80s film that and and the flight sequences are so cool because they do them for real. They're not mm-hmm. like and that was what Tom Cruise's big thing about this new one was. He's like, if we're going to CGI them, I'm not doing it. He's like, we're flying mm-hmm. for real. We're not doing it. And that's why that's, that's like that's like the one thing you got to give Tom Cruise credit for is that like. He like he 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 really goes all in on all of his roles. Yeah, and and, and although he's like kind of a crazy person, I really <laughs> respect that out of him. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a fan of his work. I mean, he, he is whatever he is, but I do like him. I, like you said, I respect him for those reasons, especially where he he realized pretty early on, especially with like the Mission Impossible's. I think it was after mm-hmm. the first or second one where they were like, "Yeah, you can't do this stunt. We're gonna have the stunt do- guy do it," and he's like. Okay, so come the next one comes around. He goes, I'm a producer on this movie now. I can do whatever I want. And he just became a <laughs> producer on the movies going forward, like Top Gun, mm-hmm. the new Top Gun, the Mission Impossible, whatever. So now who's to stop him? He's the boss. You right. know? Um, so I, I, I can uh, give him credit for that for sure. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, let's see how far we got in here. I feel like we've been talking a while. So let me see here. Uh, 52 minutes is what I got a little over 52 yeah. minutes. Yeah. I guess that's what I got too. I feel like we, uh, we talked about some stuff, but I feel like we also kind of talked about nothing. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. It was a little more, it was a little more catchy uppy than, than like intellectual <laughs> conversation, but sure. But we, uh, could try, we, we, we could try again, man. We could try. What, what else, what else are we going to do? That's true. But you know what? It, you don't ever want to force something and uh, it seems like we always seem to do it, and then we're like, "Fuck, we should have been recording," and then we're never, uh, we're never ready for it. But uh, so mm. you, you can't, you can't force magic, is what I'm, I guess I'm getting at. Mm. Yeah, magic. That's what happened. <laughs> well, no, it didn't happen. <laughs> that's my point. Oh, all right then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, we could, yeah, we could try down down the road. I, I might still put this one up just to put it up. Um, mm-hmm. and then we can always have a part two or something, but, uh, I gotta, I gotta stay ahead of my buddy, Ryan, whose other podcasts I'm producing. I can't have him pass me on episodes, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, 
No, there's really Ryan. no there's no competition for it. But his is great, actually. I, I've been listening to it, and uh, his has been fun uh, to mm-hmm. listen to. But uh, all right, well, I'm gonna go because I want to watch some things and relax. Oh, okay. Well, so I might be home for a few days. Let's hope not. But so I found out this morning. I'll end with this that a guy I was working like pretty close in proximity with went Mm -hmm. over this weekend and today apparently had a fever so i was like oh "Oh god you know so now (laughs) i'm like i was definitely closer to six feet at one point than him um so i gotta Mm -hmm. like now uh keep a watchful eye on myself for that yeah you uh you should definitely do that and uh read the book that i was so nice to send you and the bookmark that i was so nice to include with it yeah well, you didn't have to. You could have gave me a literally no bookmark. Well, no, I mean that, that that's just uh, you know my riches are in my books. You know, I see. When uh, when I when I'm old and you know some somebody uh, poisons me with uh, methamphetamines, mm-hmm. I uh, you'll, you'll find my riches uh, in my books in my book library. I still have your note here too. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'll send it back with it. No, no, I'm kidding. I'll keep it. But I, it's on my one speaker right now. Um, I, hope, I hope the note wasn't too forceful. I had, like, one written down. And I was like, this sounds like I'm telling him what to do instead of just, like, you should, like, try this. You know what I mean? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it, uh, after finishing the book, I couldn't help but thank you. Think you would enjoy it too. It is a 183-page crime novel with dialogue that puts you right in the conversation. It's a quick read and one that I think sparks con- uh, creativity. For the only way to become a better writer is to read more. Return it when you're you're finished, and don't steal my bookmark. Enjoy, Greg. Was it hard to read because of my handwriting, or was it hard to read? Because you can't. Yes. Fifty-fifty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Today, <laughs> Junior, you do not talk to a child like that. Uh, anyway. Um, but yes, I'll I'll let you uh, enjoy the rest of your night, and I will enjoy mine, and. Uh, I think we got something good in there. I'm sure people turned it off by now, but I liked it. And um, we will definitely do another one in the future. Sure, man, for sure. Uh, Thanks for having me on. And uh, when Taylor uh, has time, she's she's looking forward to her interview, too. Yeah, hers, I think, would be more interview. We're going to get something intellectual going. Yeah, I'm not very intellectual. I know, I just read your note. (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right then (laughs) just joshing you just drake and joshing you i'm greg i know that's i'm drake and joshing you you're Mm -hmm. not drake and josh that's on hulu by the way yes i know i'm aware which 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 is weird because i thought because i thought netflix did this huge nickelodeon deal i thought so yeah but like if you search like nickelodeon stuff Mm-hmm. On their uh, service, like that, you don't see anything on the streaming platforms. It's like Sam and Cat, like like C-rated Nick shows. But if you go to Hulu, they got Drake and Josh, they got Jimmy Neutron, Taylor and I are watching some Danny Phantom, Jenny the Teenage Robot. Like mm. they, got, they got all, they got the entire 
like Nickelodeon cartoon canon. I wonder. Childhood. I wonder if it's just like they're waiting for the um, deals they had to go out. You know, like kind of same thing with Netflix and in the Office yeah. before it goes to Peacock. Yeah. Are you gonna get Peacock? What What the hell is Peacock? It's NBC streaming service. Oh no, God! The only the only one I'm gonna consider getting is Quibi. But other than that, like, I, and I, I'm not getting any other. I'm not gonna get like network TV streaming services. I'm not either, but I might. I, that's a big might get HBO Max. I would get I would get HBO. Like, yeah. I, I got no problem with HBO. They got some great shows. We used to actually have HBO um, through like my parents' cable provider through Comcast. I could like go in and log in my Comcast account and watch HBO. Right. And then one day I was trying to watch um, The Shop with LeBron James. He had a new episode out, and I couldn't log on. I saw my dad the next day. I was like, "Hey, did you get rid of HBO?" And he just gave me this face of like. Yep, <laughs> it's, like, it's fine. Like, I got no problem with it. Yeah. But I just I just wanted to know because I just couldn't log in. Um, but I, I would consider getting at least a trial of HBO just so I can just kind of like binge watch like Westworld and season two of Barry and again the shop with LeBron James. Like they got some, I mean HBO's just got some great content out there. Yeah, they they uh, don't often have bad stuff. So no, or that's for sure. Even their worst stuff is usually pretty good. So. Yeah, I started watching The Sopranos on Amazon. Yeah, do you like it? Yeah, uh, I'm only like four or five episodes in. It's pretty good. I mean, it it's so weird like watching old shows when the quality is just so different and worse than it is today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like any scary movie from that from like before 2010, and even then is just bad. It's 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 more hilarious than scary. Do you do you find that you forgive older quality more for movies than for TV? No, I if, think if I that, forgive it more if for that makes TV. sense. Yeah, like I if you watch like a show from the '90s versus a movie from the '90s, do you care more about the green and the quality of it? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? What I'm asking? Yeah, I mean. As far as, like, quality goes... Or is it case-by-case, case, I guess? I guess it's case-by-case, case, but as far as, like, quality goes, like, like sitcoms have been in the same format for decades. Mm-hmm. Like, we're watching How I Met Your Mother on Hulu is kind of like our intermediary... intermediary. T- I'm pronouncing that word wrong, but you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, TV show that we just put on, and then while at home, uh, Nick and I were, like, watching Friends. Right. Those shows are from... I guess what ten years apart maybe, yeah. But like, and then you go to like one of the newer sitcoms, um, and it's just, it, it's all the same format. It, it basically looks the same, like minus a like minus the grain, right? Like it basically looks the same. It pretty much sounds the same. Like other than like the visual quality, it's fine. Whereas like movies, just like this was like action movies. Like the only the only like older movies I'd want to watch are more like romantic comedies or like dramas. Mm-hmm. Because there isn't much special effects or anything that you um, <laughs> that you uh, that you have to like get by, um, like that's just like like great dialogue and, and talking and everything. Whereas like the special effects and like you know um, makeup or, or or whatever is just like so bad that it's it's again it's laughable. It's it's absolutely laughable. Taylor left me a post note that said you have said bye twice. And then kept talking, LOL, which is something that we do probably on a routine occasion. 
Yeah, Taylor, don't don't uh, put us in a box, okay? Yeah, we are, we already know that we're in the box. Don't, yeah, don't put us in the same box that we know we're already in. That's that's uh, box redundancy. We recognize the boundaries of our box. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, the other alternative is one of us just hits the end button, and I mean, you never know. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that I think that could uh, that could work. Yes. Okay. <laughs>